Good morning. Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. We're glad that you have joined us for worship today. I would invite you to reflect and to follow with me as I read this call to, to worship based from Psalm chapter 29. Your voice, O God, is powerful and majestic, strengthening and blessing your people with peace. By your spirit, help us to hear today the majesty and blessing of your voice. Amen. Our hymn is number seven, worthy of worship. If you are able, please stand and join in singing hymn number seven. to come forward for lesson on the steps and join us. Pastor Keith has tried to one-up me this week and he has made a video, but I went and made pictures and I want you to look at all these pictures of all your smiling faces. Do you see yourself, Levi? What are you doing? What are you doing right there? Can you show them what you're doing? And I see uh, Luke. Look at there, Luke. Luke's favorite thing is trucks and cars. And so there he is. And I see Will making a special present for his mom on Mother's Day. And I see I, Eliza, where are you? 
There you are right down here at the bottom with Hannah packing a shoebox. Do you see each other? What are we doing? Are we having a good time? Are we sharing love with each other? We are, aren't we? These are all fun things that we've been doing all year long. But you know what I see on all these pictures? Look at there, that one. What's on that face right there? Silas. What? Silas. Silas, but what's Silas doing? Painting. He's painting, but what's on his face? Paint, paints on his face too. Paints all over him, that's exactly right. But that was all right, wasn't it? Because we didn't care, did we? We were trying to be messy. But you know what? All of these things we did, we did because God loves us. Um, Silas has to water get on that big shirt. That's right, that's water day when we were out playing in the water, wasn't it? We made bubbles, we had such a good time this year. But you know what, it's not over. We're just beginning to share our love with each other. We're beginning to share our love with our friends and let them see that we have things to do at church. Where's you? Oh my goodness, let's see if we can. I know you're on here. There's one of you, all three of you down there at the bottom. But I brought something today and promise me, promise me, you won't do anything with them till you get home, okay? I know that's a big promise, but we'll try. We are going to have, Daryl Bridges, I'm sorry, you don't like marshmallows, but we are going to have a snowman day, the last Saturday of September. And last year, when we finished up our day, we took these giant marshmallows. We went in the gym. And do you know what? They don't hurt when you throw. So we're going to have a giant snowball fight. How does that sound? Does that sound good, doesn't it? But see, it won't hurt anybody because it's a marshmallow. We eat marshmallows and hot chocolate. That's exactly right. You eat marshmallows. And you know what? We may even be surprised and have hot chocolate at our snowman day. So I want each one of you to take a marshmallow. Now keep it in your bag. Ella, can you help me there and pass the marshmallows around? so that everybody gets a marshmallow. Take you a bag, there you go. You got a giant marshmallow to remind you that we're gonna have snowman day in one more Saturday. What, baby? There's gonna be a snowman in the gym, that's exactly right. And we're gonna have a good time. But just remember, all of us are friends but we are friends because we share God's love and we share each other. That you want to come to, to Snowman Day? All right, now, let's pray. Remember when we go, what do we do? Close our eyes. Let's pray and pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for these precious children. Thank you for the year that we have had to share with each other, to share with our special friends. But one thing, Lord, we've learned is that smile on our face is there because we not only love you, but we love each other, we love our family, we love our friends. Keep us safe, Lord. Watch over our families. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning once again. Thank you, Ellen. Always informative and entertaining at the same time. Um, We welcome you again, or I welcome you again, to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. And I'm glad you're here today on this very cold Sunday morning in January. Uh, This is an exciting service, and um, I already feel the presence of the Lord and just glad that you're here today. You know, there was just a small chance last night we would have to uh, possibly reconsider some things this morning. But the other thing I was beginning to wonder as I found myself at Shelby Hospital last night seeing six different people is maybe if we should just move the church service to the Shelby Hospital this morning. But uh, I'm glad that you're here. But we have several members that uh, we need to pray for who are there. One is Klein Hamrick. He is doing well. He's continuing to receive some treatment, but he has been there all week. Uh, thought about coming home Friday, but doctors and nurses wanted to give him another treatment. 
So he should be coming home today and at the latest tomorrow morning. But Jerry Green is the one that we need to remember uh, who's the most critical at this hour. Uh, but he went in with some stomach infections and just some things that were causing some great discomfort this week and went to the hospital. And uh, yesterday they, they did emergency surgery and will need to do another surgery the first of this week. And so uh, things are very critical right now with Jerry, but be remembering him and also Pat and the family at this hour. Um, Chris Green did come home from the hospital. John Cannon went up yesterday morning with some heart concerns. And so he is there and uh, some decisions will be made Monday regarding some treatments and some options there for John, but be remembering him as he's there. Some of you know the name Ansel Harmon, who's a former member here and just a longtime member of the community. He's there at the hospital. Of course, Bill Dave's sister, Betty, we want to remember her. And then um, Irene Murray's brother, Lawrence Tony, is there as well and will be having a procedure tomorrow morning. We certainly want to give praise for uh, good surgery, good procedure for Connie Green. She had a knee replacement on Monday down in Columbus. And we praise the Lord uh, that things went well there and she's continuing to recover and we want to remember her this morning. You have some concerns that you bring in here today, some of which are very private and personal. You may have shared them with a small group or you may have chosen not to share them with anyone yet today. But uh, we want to give you an opportunity just to lift those to the Lord for a moment. And it may not be a concern. It may just be a word of praise, a word of thanks that you want to begin uh, the prayer time with this morning. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that. And then I will lead us in our prayer this morning. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we thank you for being who you are. We're thankful for your majesty and your glory, the way it's revealed in creation, sometimes through weather, other times just simply through what we see in front of us, whether it's a mountain or the ocean or a lake or a beautiful sunset or sunrise. Lord, your presence is all around us. At times we're more aware of it than at others, but Lord, help us to tune our lives so that we may be aware of your presence in us and around us and others as well. Lord, our hearts are heavy for these whose names we've mentioned today. We do pray for their healing. We pray for strength for, them, for the patient, for the family. We pray for wisdom, for decisions that must be made from both the healthcare side and from the family side as well. Lord, may these individuals know that they are loved both by this congregation and by you at this hour. Lord, we confess that on any given Sunday when we come in to worship, we have many different concerns that are going on in all of our lives, in our hearts, in our minds. Father, we don't want to be distracted by those this morning, but Lord, they are a part of our lives, and so we want to give them to you and allow you to have your will and your way in our lives. If there's sin that needs to be confessed, then help us to do that. If there are hearts here that need to be encouraged, then Lord, may they find that encouragement today by being with your people and hearing songs and singing and um, reading your word and the preaching today. Lord, if there's challenges that we need to receive that um, maybe we are just wanting to, to step out of the complacency that we may find ourselves in into a greater and more uh, deep, a deeper walk with you, then Father, help us to pursue that this day. Father, we pray that you would have your will and your way in our lives and that we would be open to what you want to do in us and through us. Father, challenge us this morning that we may uh, desire, that we may seek to be the people that you've called us to be, that we may love, as Alan talked about last week, when it's difficult, that we may uh, not only allow you to uh, extend that love to us, but that we may extend it to others as well. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your grace, and we thank you most of all for your son, Jesus Christ, who saw us as the imperfect, flawed individuals that we are, and you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins and for the sins of the world. And so, Father, stir us this morning and lead us into closer fellowship with you. Hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Our hymn is number 31, Ancient Words, hymn number 31. If you are able, please stand and join in singing.
me once again. God, we thank you for your words, your ancient words that challenge us, your ancient words that are inspired, and your ancient words that guide us and lead us. These words and your spirit within these words guide us to give. And Lord, help us to be faithful in our giving, both through our financial means and both through our time, our gifts and talents that you have blessed us with as well. Bless now these gifts and use them for the upbuilding of your kingdom. And all of God's people said, amen.
Thank you, choir. Thank you, Henry. Please tell Kendall we missed her this morning and we'll have to schedule that again. But um, I am glad to be in God's house today. I don't know what kind of week you've had, but mine's been a little up and down. And I'm just glad to be in God's house today. There's something about being in the presence of God and hearing his people sing as a congregation and specials and scripture that's read and uh, it's preached is something that uh, we need each and every week. And I hope you have uh, many of you here. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not, I don't need to be preaching to you, but to others who uh, I feel like need to be uh, challenged in, in many ways. I know certainly I do as well. I've titled, um, whoa, things got, <laughs> I feel like we should light some candles or something. Um, but uh, I've titled our time together this morning, The State of the Church Address. And it's a fun way for us to kind of look back and look ahead. But it's, it's certainly, there's some things that distinguish it from the State of the Union. I need to be very clear about what I have to say is not political at all, but it could influence your politics. Uh, and also, I, I don't expect any round of applause, but an amen every now and then would be okay. And I do not expect to preach or speak for 90 minutes. This is where those amens would, oh, thank you, okay, thank you. Ah, you guys, you guys are good. I want to share with you one verse here in just a moment that we're going to read together. And this verse will, um, to use the phrase that I've heard teachers before use, am I on here? Yes. Uh, uh, it, it will kind of book in our time this morning, meaning that we're going, to, we're going to hear the scripture at the beginning, we're going to hear it again at the end. And it's going to kind of frame not only our time this morning, but it, I hope will and pray that it will frame our ministry as we move forward in 2019. Many of you may receive a little scripture memory card as you came in. If you did not, there is a basket located on the front pew, and I think there's one probably still in the back where you can pick up uh, this verse that we're going to read this morning on a little memory card. And I would encourage you, like I did last year, I have uh, uh, John 14, 4 and 5 last year in my pocket, which encouraged us to abide in Christ, and so doing we will bear fruit. And uh, this verse again this year is a verse, I call it a verse of dependence. It reminds us that we are to rely on the Spirit of God within our lives in order to bear that fruit. We try to do so much on our, in our own strength at times. I know we're just wired that way as, as people, uh, as career-minded people and as Americans and as, and as something in our human genetic makeup. We're just wired to be independent people. But as children of God, we are dependent upon Him in every way. And um, I've learned that as pastor time and time again, uh, going to the unexpected, where things are going along fine and then we realize that life is precious. And uh, many of you have experienced times like that in your life as well. But let's read together Zechariah 4, verse 6. And it should be up on your screen. Let's read it out loud together. He said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Amen. May God add his blessing to the reading and preaching of his word this morning. Last year, I encouraged you, and I have the little memory thing, and I've seen them, some of your homes that I've visited in, or cars that I've ridden in, or other places, I've seen the little memory verse that I gave you last year. That's of great encouragement to me. They did not all wind up in miscellaneous places, but they found themselves somewhere where you could focus and read those throughout the year, and I'm grateful. So I provided one of those again this year, and we'll plan on doing that at the beginning of each year. But a, a verse that uh, helps us begin the new year in a way that reminds us of some things that are most important. And this verse, I feel, does that, as we'll find out during our time this morning. Um, you can place it, as I often give you ideas, but place it on your mirror in your bathroom, and you guys can do what you need to. If you need to switch to this mic, feel free. Um, but uh, we could place it on the mirror in the bathroom. You could uh, put it on your odometer, on your car. Uh, but you can place it somewhere. There's a little hole in it. You could put it on your keychain or put a little yarn through it, hang it somewhere, somewhere where you can see it each day. And this verse reminds us of what it exactly of what it reminded Zerubbabel in his day. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. It reminds us that there's something greater than what you and I can come up with. I'm just going to turn this off, guys, and we'll go, we'll go with this one. But uh, Zechariah, the prophet here, the minor prophet, some of you are like, I didn't know there was a Zechariah in the Bible. But it's in the minor prophets. You've got the Old Testament, and then you've got you know, the Pentateuch, and you've got uh, Psalms and Proverbs, and then you go into the major prophets, and then the minor prophets, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. Zechariah is the longest of the minor prophets in the end of your Old Testament. And it's a special message. There's different visions that are given here. And in this particular one in Zechariah chapter 4, uh, an angel is speaking to Zechariah to relay a message to Zerubbabel. Um, aren't you glad you weren't named Zerubbabel? 
Uh, I don't think any of you named your children that. But, uh, so Zerubbabel receives this message from Zechariah that he uh, is to rebuild the temple. And uh, he's giving a message from the Lord about this rebuilding of the temple. He, in a sense, is kind of representing the uh, Zerubbabel is the governor of Judah. The people of Israel have been exiled and many of them are now beginning to return to Jerusalem. And uh, Zerubbabel hears this message. He knows that the task ahead of him is great. He knows that the task ahead of him is enormous. He has been uh, tasked with rebuilding the temple. And he receives this message at the very beginning. He says, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the spirit of the Lord Almighty that you will accomplish this great task. There is a strong message for you and I in that verse, in that one verse this morning. As we think about our own lives, as we think about the things that we want to see God accomplish in us and through us and in our church and in the greater kingdom of God, we, are, we, needed, we need to be reminded as resourceful, uh, educated people who have good jobs, uh, many, and, and who just have, you know, uh, we've got resources. We've got family. We've got friends. And if we're not careful, we can put all the, the trust and all the things in what we can do. And a lot of times we can see a good result from that when we come together. We can, we can see some good things happen when we put our best efforts forward. But I think at the end of the day, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, when we think about God's people and his church, we desire something so much more than what you and I and even our greatest resources can accomplish. We want to see something eternal. We want to see something divine that's taking place in us and through us and in our church and in our community. Something far greater than anything that you and I could ever accomplish on our own. In our January newsletter called The Current, I wrote these words. It says, when we combine our human ingenuity, our resources and best efforts, good things can be accomplished. A willing team with the right tools can accomplish a very difficult task and bring it to completion. We've seen this at Boiling Springs Baptist Church. And when we put our minds to it, we can do some good things. But again, I think you were like me. We want to see the bigger picture. We want to see what God can do in us and through us. This week I was talking to some pastor friends, some old, some new. And uh, this particular gentleman was named Michael. He was from Concord. And I said, I'm going to quote you Sunday. As I was sharing with him where I was going in my message this Sunday, he said the quote real quick. He said, we are often guilty of forgetting about the source when we have resources. I said, that's good. I'm going to use it. So his name's Michael. You remember that uh, from Concord. But uh, in this room, there are talented people, again, educated people, people with resources, again, friends and family. But if we're not careful, what we're subtly telling God in the midst of all the things that we face in life as individuals, as families, as a community, as a church family, if we're not careful, we're subtly telling God, God, we got this. Don't worry about it. We got it. And I think that's a very dangerous place to be. It's a dangerous place to be for us individually. It's a dangerous place for us to be as a church. And may we never be found guilty of that. Without the spirit of God leading us and permeating the way for us in all that we do, uh, we, will only re excuse me, we will only reap the results of what we can do. And I think you agree with me that we want far more than only what we can do. Alan did a great job last week of reminding us uh, and encouraging us here at the beginning of the year that uh, we are, you know, how great God's love is for us and that we are to extend that love to other people as we go throughout the year. And it was a great way uh, to start our year. But before we continue to look ahead into 2019, I think it's important for us to look back at 2018. We have uh, some things to celebrate as Ellen uh, had some pictures of the kids and in just a moment we're going to see a slideshow. But before we do, I want to remind us a few, of a few of the things and there are things, this list is by no way complete and there are things that you could certainly add is Keith, why didn't you mention this? But these are just a few things that come to my mind that are worth celebrating from 2018. We began a new Wednesday Bible, 11 a.m. midweek Bible study that is continuing to meet a need uh, of many within our church. And we're growing and learning together. We're having great fellowship as we meet together weekly. And if you're not involved in a midweek Bible study and could come to that, I would encourage you to do so. We're encouraged by Wednesday nights. Uh, one Wednesday night last fall, we had 107 here, and Ann told me she had to go kind of as people kept coming in and, and ran and grabbed something real quick and was able to complete 
feeding everyone uh, that had come on Wednesday nights. But not only are we seeing good numbers, we're seeing a lot of younger families come on Wednesday nights and bringing their children. And Ellen's having a growing uh, concern about how to take care of those children, but she's doing a fine job of it. And so if you would like to help Ellen, please contact her and she would love to, to have you plug in there on Wednesday nights. But we're seeing, again, younger families coming and not only coming to dinner, but being involved in Bible study. And we're encouraged by that greatly. This last year, we've had several opportunities to be involved in missions. We took 11 to Guatemala who helped uh, build an orphanage and did some great things there. And, and it's one thing to study about missions, but it's another thing to go to a foreign country. And at least half this group that went to Guatemala had never been on an international mission trip. And um, I loved, as a pastor, just to help facilitate that brought me cr tremendous joy and to see what it did in the hearts and the lives of everyone who went. We have a lot of local mission endeavors that took place in 2018. Uh, we have many that lead a great effort with Cecilia Beck, local missionary, uh, to some of the disadvantaged children in Shelby. And I think it's the third Monday, am I right? The third Monday, correct me if I'm wrong, of each month that uh, a group goes to Aldersgate United Methodist Church and uh, anywhere from 10 to 15 elementary age kids come in and we help with tutoring for homework and things like this. It's a wonderful time. I would encourage you to get involved, but there's been some great things that have taken place on those uh, Monday afternoons. We have a ramp ministry that began. I'm grateful for our men's ministry, and uh, they were the, the key instigators of this. And uh, they were trained at Shelby Mission Camp. We took about 15 or 16 and had uh, from, from the youngest to the, to the oldest among us, uh, from a child up to those in their 70s, working on ramps and working on electricity and, and drywall and learning how to do different things. And so the Lord is preparing us for something. And right now, the one thing that he has uh, given us opportunities to do is to build some ramps. And I'm grateful for those opportunities that we've had this last year. And I look forward again to those local mission opportunities that we'll have uh, in, the coming, in the coming days this year as well. Our offering for North Carolina missions each year continues to go up. Now, granted, these offerings take place when there's a, usually a hurricane or some type of natural disaster. But nevertheless, these offerings have continued to go up. And I appreciate your heart to reach out. Uh, these offerings not only help with disaster release, but the, relief, but they help, with the, help fund the Shelby Mission Camp, a camp down east. They help with some church plants, and they do um, other things in our state as well. Looking back, as I'm thinking about finances, uh, we purchased a bus, a 15-passenger bus that was very much needed for our church this last year. And so as we, as Alan and Ellen and as all the church family looks forward to opportunities for growth and fellowship and mission opportunities, we have a safe, reliable source of transportation that a non-CDL driver can use uh, at any given time, as long as you're on the church insurance. Just remember that. Um, but we raised, in five months, we raised $60,100 for the purchase of this vehicle. Again, things that we can do. And of course, I, I think there was some divinity in the midst of that with what God stirred for people to give. But at the same time, uh, good things cert can certainly uh, be accomplished. Um, our music ministry celebrated, of course, we dedicated a new hymnal back in March, and our music ministry and our church family celebrated a wonderful Easter cantata with full orchestra and Christmas uh, with orchestra as well, and um, appreciate the choir and what they do every week to lead us in worship, and Candy and Roger and all, and Cheryl and all our musicians. And, and I appreciate, too, the variety, as we've seen this morning, that we use, the, the efforts that are extended each week to use a variety of music. We have so much talent within our church family. And so if you would like one of those opportunities, speak with myself or Candy, and we would love to provide that, provide that for you. Um, last year, this is, I think, worthy to note, but last year, more money was given to our regular budget than in any year in the last 10 years. We talk about the fact that sometimes, well, we're running a little bit behind budget, and that is true. But at the end of this year, end of last year, more money was given to Bowling Springs Baptist Church through our regular budget, exclude the bus and other designated funds, than in any year in the last 10 years. For the first time in decades, our youth attended a different camp. And great, uh, it was great spiritually uplifting and challenging week for our youth. Ellen is continuing to see younger families, and I say younger families, what I mean by that is many of these uh, families have kindergarten pre-Ks pre on down to newborns, and she's beginning to see a flood of that, and so we, uh, of those individuals, and so we certainly praise the Lord for that. Our food pantry is continuing to reach out in this, into this community, and not only what we're seeing now is we're beginning to build relationships with some of the people who we assist on a regular basis. 
And at times there's a need for us to go to a home for someone who maybe can't come by and we know right where they live here in the community and so we go by and we drop off things. But relationships are being formed. Prayers, uh, prayer times are taking place, not only in our lobbies, but in the homes of people who receive help uh, from our food pantry and our ministry there. As we seek to be a church where younger adults feel a part of the ministry, I'm pleased to, uh, to remind the church family that four of our 20 deacons are under the age of 40. And for the first time in a long time, we're seeing a younger presence. When you look at the committee list that was approved in our last business meeting, you're seeing a, a, a greater uh, amount of younger adults involved in leadership in different ways in our church. And for that, uh, I am certainly grateful. But to help us and to remember all of 2018, we've created a slideshow this week, and I am so grateful for Roger Lowe, and sometimes he gets, uh, he, he should just tell us no sometimes when we ask him to do things, but he doesn't. And so, Roger, I appreciate all you do around the church, and, and you don't know the things that this man does that, you know, you see great things, and they just kind of happen. Well, they don't just happen, they happen on Sunday mornings, but they don't just happen during the week. And uh, he has spent numerous hours on what you're about to see, and Roger, I appreciate that greatly. But not only are we celebrating new members and new additions to our church family, new deacons, but we're also celebrating the lives of 15 individuals whom we lost in 2018. And as I watched this before the service this morning with Roger, I just, I got a little bit teary-eyed because many of these individuals, it feels like should be here right now sitting and worshiping alongside of us. It just, it, it just seems surreal that we've lost them and lost so many in 2018, and they are greatly missed, but we certainly celebrate their life and celebrate what God is doing among us uh, this last year. And so let's uh, now enjoy this slideshow.
will go to Jesus He will embrace me In His arms In the arms of my dear Savior Oh, there are ten thousand charms I will arise, I will go join me in thanking Roger for working on that this week. In 2019, we will celebrate 50 years in this sanctuary, an educational space. If you were here today and you were a part of the walk that took place that famous morning that I hear about when I first came to town. It seems like I hear about it every so often as pastor, but if you were here and participated in that walk, even if as a child, would you raise your hand this morning? Look around. This year, we will celebrate, like I said, 50 years in this space. And uh, 50 years in any space uh, requires over time some upkeep and some maintenance. And uh, Jamie, you can go ahead and be making your way up here if you'd like. But um, I've talked to two people this morning that you're going to hear from as we think about this year and as we look ahead. And uh, we have some big challenges in front of us. Some of those challenges, as I've said already, we can meet in our own strength, with our own ingenuity and our resources and education. We can meet those challenges. But some of those challenges, we need some divine help. And uh, we need God to move. Uh, and um, at the end of the year, look back and just say, God, without this, without, you know, without you doing what you did, this would have been impossible. And I think you joined me in wanting that. And so Jamie's just going to share some things, some needs that we have very quickly uh, that we're going to begin to address this year as we move towards a time of celebration this fall as we commemorate the 50 years in this facility. If you have not spoken with me or anyone in the church office about your desire to serve on a committee or let me say a team, that will help plan and make this time very memorable for our church. Please call us and let us know that because this team may be meeting next week. Jamie, you come and share a minute with us. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, I guess I'm supposed to give the state of the church address from a building and ground standpoint. Amen. Well, it seems like it was last month or so that I was up here doing this. Has it been a year? It, it, it just seemed like Founders yesterday. Day. Okay, okay. Well, when I got up here, I, uh, the last time I remember, I said, I know the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of what's going on with the church structure. Well, this morning, I guess it's time to give you the ugly. So, I, I guess to start off with, last year we weren't, uh, building the grounds wasn't very, very busy on, on doing certain things because some of the projects were rather large. And uh, they were large enough to where um, we thought we needed some help. So we joined up with the Long Range Planning Committee and some other members of the church, other chair of committees and stuff, and we met. And we had a special session on some things that we needed to be looking at. And we made a huge list. Now, Building the Grounds went back and Long Range Planning went back. We had to identify uh, some needs that were um, repairs and things that we need to do now. Some were like upgrades, kind of our, our, our wish list. Um, well, some of the, I'm going to give you some of the things that we need kind of now. All right, first off, first off, 
I believe it's been two years ago that our heating and air, or our, I believe it was the air conditioning part of it, has gone out here in the sanctuary. Half of it has. So we've been kind of patching it all this time. Well, uh, we were, y'all approved uh, to get it replaced, and we haven't replaced it yet. Well, it's getting time to replace it. So we're going to go ahead and do that. So keep that in mind. Uh, that's going to be somewhere around 18000 some odd dollars. Now, if you look at your budget, we have in the uh, capital improvements, I believe it's $85,000. All right. There is another fund that was set up uh, a year or so ago. I believe it's building enhancements and improvements. I believe there's like 5000 in it. Now, I want you to try to keep some of these figures in mind. All right. First, we're, we're, we're getting pretty active right now. And some things that we're going to spend some of this money or ask for permission to spend the money. We're not just going to spend it. Um, the first thing we're going to be, that we're looking at is the front of the sanctuary, the front of the LEC, the brickworks on the side, the stoops, and everything. If you've noticed uh, mold, mildew, that type of thing. Well, we need to get it cleaned. We're going to be bringing this uh, before the deacons. Uh, it, it, we'll probably be bringing a lot of stuff in February to the deacons to get their approval and then to bring it to you. Uh, we need to do a lot of cleaning first to get rid of that stuff. And uh, it'll include the sidewalks and everything too, hopefully. And then uh, to replace some rot. There's some rot in places here and, and over here in front of the LEC. We need to replace some of that stuff and get that stuff painted to make it look nice. Um, the, that, that's, a, that's a few of the big projects. Now, one big one that I'm still hung on and I want to see happen. Now, I'm not sure how much all this is gonna cost yet. I haven't got all the figures yet, uh, but you can imagine how much it's gonna cost. Um, but one big project that I am hung on and building grounds for the most part is hung on this. I think it's very important. There's 117 windows in the old educational building that need to be replaced. They're single pane. They are, the window panes are put in by putty and you know how putty uh, will shrink up and crack and rot and fall out and all that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of the windows over the years, now remember this is 50 something years old or right at 50 years old. Windows have been painted shut Number one, it's a safety hazard. Number two, energy efficiency. And you think about that, how much, we spend 50 something thousand dollars, I believe it is, on uh, utilities here at the church. And can you imagine what those windows are gonna do? Well, from a safety standpoint and an energy efficiency, I think we're gonna save money um, in, the, in the long run. So that's one thing we'd like to get done. And we won't have to paint them anymore because we're gonna, we, we wanna try to put some uh, trim around it that is either no rot trim or we're gonna cover it up with some uh, aluminum or siding or something so we don't have to worry about the windows anymore. So that's another project coming up. Now we have an estimate several years ago of about $50,000. We're assuming it could go between 50 and 75 because there is some rotten wood around some of the windows on the second story. Uh, of the educational side that, that faces the uh, daycare playground. So we need to keep that in mind that we're gonna have to replace some of the wood and stuff there too. Uh, so you're talking between 50 and 75,000. This is not all folks. There is a tremendous amount of things that need to be repaired before we even get into any kind of upgrades or anything. Cause I, I, I heard a lot of stuff, people wanna upgrade this and that and it's great, oh it's great but you can only do so much. Uh, the, the money, for me, uh, with that line item in there, building enhancements, improvements, for me, I, I wanna ask you, what's important to you? Can you give to this line item here? So that building grounds does not have to go to finance, does not have to go to stewardship and have some kind of a campaign. A together we build, we've had that before, together we build campaign. Now it was successful and we got things paid off early. 
But for me, it would be very nice if it's important to you. This is what Building Ground is going to be presenting anyway, is to do these projects. But in order for us to even bring it to the church, the money needs to be there. And that's one thing I think we need to be praying about, that these things can happen. Because a lot of these things that I've talked about, they need to be done. They need to be done. So please keep this in your prayers. And as you know, if we see that money coming in, we're going to bring it for the deacons and before the church. And just put us to work. Put us to work. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate what all Jamie and the Building and Grounds Committee does. Uh, and again, we have some new younger presence on that Building and Grounds Committee as well, and for which we are grateful. As I said, we'll be here 50 years. The church has been here 170 years. And just like any church that's been any length of time at all, we, uh, every so often, or the church goes through different seasons, whether it's dec different decades or different periods of its life, that it has to kind of regroup and, and remind itself of who it is and where it's going. And so this year, we're going to be doing a little bit of that. Our deacons uh, are leading to work with a consultant to help us evaluate some of our strengths and our weaknesses here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. And at this time, I'm going to ask Gail to come up and share a short word uh, about these efforts this year. And thank you, Gail, for your willingness to do this. Good morning. As Keith said, that we, we are constantly called to evaluate where we are spiritually and as, as a, our spiritual community. In November, the deacons brought a recommendation to hire a consultant um, to come to the church and they would help us see what are we doing what right. And I think it's important that we remember that there are a lot of things that we are doing well, but what areas do we need to grow and change in? So currently what's happening with that is the credentials of possible consultants are being gathered, as well as a timeline for when the consultant would be here is also being developed. Hopefully the consultant will be picked soon and we can be moving forward in 2019. And one thing I would like to say is when this process happens, we need to be about church as usual, okay? Having been a teacher, and there are times that you're observed, sometimes you know you're being observed, sometimes you don't. Well, when the times that your principal says, hey, I'm coming to observe you, you kind of put on the show. Well, we don't need to do that. We need to be who we are so we can have an accurate picture for the consultant, for them to give us feedback and make recommendations of where we're going in 2019. Thank you. Thank you, Gail. Appreciate you and all the deacons. For just a few minutes here before we conclude, I want to share with you some goals that I have and that uh, we've talked about some as a staff and we'll be doing that more in the coming weeks. But I think many of these goals are goals that you share as well for Bowling Springs Baptist Church. And I just want to conclude by sharing these this morning. One of which is to continue to foster and encourage an environment for growth and service among our young adults. If you look around in many established congregations, um, established churches, we're growing older. If you look around this congregation, you will see that as well. And how we are structured and what needs to change to allow us to have that stronger ministry with younger adults. These are some things we're going to be looking at and thinking about as we move forward into 2019. But to continue to foster uh, some progress that we've seen in this area from 2018. Another goal is to continue to improve upon the way in which Bowling Springs Baptist Church extends hospitality. It's different to, uh, it's, there's a difference between being a friendly church and being, and having friends or being, having, developing friendships. And so I hope as we continue to move forward as a church, many of you know that three and a half years ago when I first came into town, we talked, had a whole summer series on hospitality. Uh, I've seen some great strides in that area, but it's still something we need to continue to always keep uh, before us, is how can we welcome those who are new to our community, whether it's to Gardner Webb or others that have moved into our community, and how can we make everyone feel welcomed here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church? 
A goal I have each year also is to have more people involved in ministry and service than the year before. I think all of you would agree that God gifts us and calls us to serve him in different ways. God's gifted us with uh, different spiritual gifts. He's gifted us with different talents and resources and skill sets. How are you and I using those here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church? My hope and prayer is with each passing year, we see more of our church family involved in an area of service. And so if you are not involved in some way in the ministry of Bowling Springs Baptist Church, talk with me and talk with our staff. And we would love to be able to help find that appropriate place for you. Next, that we would extend an equal amount of time and energy looking outside the walls of the church as we do looking within. Any established congregation, any church that's been around for a long time can get in the the habit, can get in the custom, can get in the routine of looking inwardly, addressing needs, which we have to address. And Jamie just said inside, as we address inside needs about who we are and where we're going, these are things that need to be done, but let us not forget the calling that each of us have as people of God to go and to make disciples of all nations. It's easy for us and we're, we know how to look within and it is harder. Yes, I agree to look outside these walls, but yet God has not called us just to look within and address the needs that are before us, but he's also called us to continue to reach out into our community, our, our, our state, our nation, in our world. And so let us be faithful in that task. Also, as we move forward as a diverse church, when I often talked, I've talked with some of you about this and, and those of you that have been here for some time, you know this, we are a diverse church in so many different ways. And as, a diver- as we move forward as a diverse church, may we have the courage to always talk to people and not about people in whom we disagree. Something incredibly healthy about this talking to people and not about people in whom we disagree. Jesus gave us some great instructions for this in Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. He was very clear that we are to go to our brother or sister uh, and begin begin the conversation that way. And last, to help everyone know and understand that since the beginning of time, God takes imperfect, flawed, ordinary individuals and uses them for his glory. I don't know how many times as a pastor or as a leader, some of you have heard it as well. Some of you may have used that excuse before as well. I'm just not there to the place yet. I don't know if if I should be the one. I don't know, you know, maybe you've made some mistakes or you just feel like you're not at the place for you to serve or you to lead in some way. But I'm grateful that we have biblical examples starting in Genesis 1 through Revelation of ordinary individuals, ordinary flawed individuals who God used to do great things for his glory. We see this most apparently with his disciples when we study the gospels and we see them walking with Jesus. We see that at times and many times they just didn't get it. But then we see also those aha moments where they did get it and God used them in a tremendous way. And not only we see that most, mostly in Acts as well is uh, when Christ uh, imparted the Holy Spirit upon them and these disciples all who once fled when Jesus was there uh, being beaten before his uh, crucifixion on the cross, they had fled. But we see in Acts where these same men who fled at that time are now giving their very lives for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of Jesus Christ. I may print these so you can have them later. We didn't get them on the screens today, but these are things that are passionate to me and I know passionate to others as well. Uh, Some of these are new and some of these are goals that I've had since I began here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. But the potential for Bowling Springs Baptist Church to be the vital presence of God within this community, within our nation, within our world, we have so much potential. And let us go back now, as I said, the scripture verse kind of bookend where we were, where we were going today and where I hope we will go this year. But let's go back to the scripture verse that began our time this morning, Zechariah 4, 6. Let's read it once more. He said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says Lord of hosts. Let's pray together. God, we want more than what can simply happen in our own power and our own strength. We want your divine presence and your divine power moving among us individually, moving among our ministries, moving among our Sunday school classes, and moving throughout our church. 
that, Father, we may be the people you call us to be in this place, at this time in history. That, Father, we may take the message of the good news of Jesus and the love that you've given and shown each one of us out into our community, our state, and our nation, and throughout our world. Father, help us to look back at the end of 2019 and simply say that some of the things that took place simply would not have happened without the hand of Almighty God. Lord, help us to be faithful in using our gifts and our talents and our resources and our own strength. But Father, help us to also look to you, to depend upon you, and trust in you as we go forward each day. Father, if there are any here today who have not put their faith and trust in you, I pray that today would be the day that they can start new and start fresh. Lord, for those here that need to be challenged, that need to uh, allow you to, to move and to work in them, and to not simply rely on our own strength, Lord, speak to those hearts as well. God, if there are any who desire membership to grow and to be a part of Wilson Baptist Church, may you stir their hearts and lead them to take that, that uh, step up. Lord, we love you. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a great hymn for the church. It's hymn number 246. The church is one foundation. Let's stand and sing
receive now this closing benediction. Go now with the knowledge that God is calling all who follow him to also serve him. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.